Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I wish to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July 28th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of our great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. First, the recap of yesterday's broadcast. Then we jump straight to our guest in seconds. Jim Babka with us. Do you have what it takes to be an agenda setter? DownsizedDC.org. You can set the agenda for all of America with this simple trick called option activism. We talked about the Read the Bills Act, the One Subject at a Time Act, and more. It's all about zero aggression. Jim Babka back, DownsizedDC.org, doing a great job. We saw him at Freedom Fest. We also had our guest on, Carla Howell. She's a singer, songwriter, and a liberty activist. CarlaHowell.com. She believes that music is essential for freedom. I would agree. Dr. Ron Paul, if ever you could bring about a revolution or changes, two things would be required. Young people would have to be involved and would need music. Amen to that. First, Do No Harm, a song by Carla Howell. Yeah, we want accountability from our elected officials. First, Do No Harm, no question about that. That's going to be turned into a video as well. Hour two yesterday, we had our guest on Howard Lickman, thickredline.org. The biggest scam in history exposed, government-scam.com. Victimless crimes are not really crimes. Join our next forum for officers. How to redline your departments for chiefs, sheriffs, deputies, and police officers. We then had our guest on, Jared Taylor, president and CEO of Heritage Academy. HeritageAcademyAZ.com, Building America's Heroes. We talked about millions of Americans getting stranded as airlines and travel industry melts down. American Airlines just slashed over 1,000 flights. Southwest Airlines concedes. Flight woes pledges fixes USA Today. Car rental costs are spiking. Out of control, that's if you can even find a vehicle, they say. Rental car rates skyrocketing. Rental car costs surge to record highs. Because rental companies have to purchase higher-priced vehicles. Now they have to pass that along to you and I. What a disaster. Anyway, we talked about all that. We played several interviews, pre-recorded but fresh content from Freedom Fest. And there's the recap. News that Network refused to use today starts now. Speaking of Freedom Fest, our guest, Alex Spicer, professional social media expert, successful social media consultant, and a talk show host in his own right, the Alex Spicer Show, alexspicer.com, the website. His job is to be the voice, eyes, and ears of a client across a variety of social media platforms to properly engage with and grow audiences. Anyway, he was at Red Pill with us as well. 
Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, Alex. Thank you for having me, sir. Happy to be here. All right. How did you like uh, Red Pill, first of all, or uh, Freedom Fest? How uh, did you like that? Oh, it was uh, it was the greatest uh, spiritual slash political revival I've been to in a long time, if ever. Uh, the people there were incredible, and it was it was just so refreshing to be around people who are so like-minded. What I, what I mean by like-minded is not that they all agreed with my point of view, but that they were all in the mindset of how can we improve our country. The interesting thing that I found about it, it was so positive, so cheerful, and even people who didn't agree on everything were polite. They agreed to disagree agreeably. It was incredible. Yes, it was. Uh, in fact, um, one of the most interesting people I remember meeting uh, was this uh, group. They were atheists for liberty. And um, this one man, I apologize, I don't remember his name at the moment, but apparently he was like the, the leader and uh, president of like a, the, the largest atheist organization in America. But he was there because uh, he is supporting this guy, this young man who started his own new one, because he, what they said was, what happened to their original atheist organization is that it became a leftist wing, and they didn't, and, and it no longer jived with, you know, with anything that was right to them. So I thought that was very interesting to see people who, uh, you know, who are atheists, which is not normal in this sphere, to say, hey, no, we believe in liberty too. We need to have our own organization here. Well, and the principles of liberty, you and I would tie directly to God. They would not, but they agree with the same principles. You know what? Don't hurt exactly. me. Don't take my stuff. Uh, they agree with a lot of the principles that, hey, you know what, um, you know, karma, what goes around, comes around. They believe in a lot of the same principles. They just kind of have different labels or reference points for the same principles, right? Oh, most definitely. I, I would just say, I mean, and I say this as respectfully as, as I can, but that they they believe all the same stuff. They just uh, are blind as to where it came from. They don't realize that they rely entirely upon the Judeo-Christian culture and set of principles that everyone else adheres to in order to enjoy any of the beliefs that they have. Well, sad to say we can agree to disagree agreeably at Freedom Fest, but that's not happening in the courts of our land. No. Appeals Court Stunner says the headline, ladies and gentlemen. Let me say that again. Appeals Court Stunner. State can force Christians to violate religious beliefs. Wow, it seems we have moved from live and let live. I did, and now you can't say that. Bob Unra, WND.com with the piece. Uh, and this really kind of is a throwback to this gentleman, uh, Mr. Phillips, who um, didn't want to make cakes promoting agendas that he disagreed with. He said, you could buy anything in my store. I'm not trying to discriminate, but I'm not going to use my talents and my, my hands, my capabilities, my mind, my heart, my conscience to make things I disagree with. They went to court. He kind of won a narrow victory in the beginning. Then he got, went back and got beat up. Uh, now we're seeing from cake making to all kinds of things. Uh, you're not able to be self-determining. This idea of thou shalt not discriminate uh, is above one's conscience and one's Christian beliefs in the modern era. Now, the interesting thing is all these cases have been battled in Colorado. The appeals court stunner. The states can force Christians, force Christians to violate uh, their beliefs. By forced actions, it's interesting. This this case uh, is a lady uh, who doesn't want to use her talents to do things, but the court's basically saying she has to. Uh, this is a very serious violation of the right of conscience, Alex. Yes, it is. In fact, I was very disturbed uh, by what was said. It was said in, um, in this case uh, they, they wrote that you know, 
free speech and free exercise uh, rights are, of course, compelling, but so, too, is Colorado's interest in protecting its citizens from harms of discrimination. And immediately when I, when I read that, I thought, you need to, need to help me understand what exactly is the harm of discrimination here and, and how does it actually uh, – like, like, what is this harm? Because in the end, you are, you are compelling someone to go against your conscience, which means you are now giving someone a, 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 a greater right than the other, right? If they have the right to tell you what to do, you are now enslaved to them. It's very hard to understand this. State can force Christians to violate religious beliefs. But I really want to say more than even religious beliefs, though, you're violating one's conscience. And what I find fascinating about that discussion is, uh, you know, your body and your conscience are probably your two most close uh, prized property, if you will your body and your conscience. Um, but when I look at this case, they basically say, hey, you know what? Your, your, your views are compelling, but not compelling enough. The 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has created a precedent that the state of Colorado can discriminate against an artist, forcing her to violate her beliefs and provide messages she rejects. That's okay. But the right to your own conscience? No. Um, I don't know where we go with this, Alex, because I'm telling you right now, this is the beginning of the end uh, of liberty in America. You know, it, it is. Something that has um, been on my mind for years now has been, okay, uh, for, for decades we've had these anti-discrimination laws, and I've always seen, that, seen them as the gateway to a billy club uh, upon those who are moral and good, because eventually – Government corrupts itself far enough to where it no longer recognizes that which is moral. And so uh, now we're at that point, right, uh, where it's like before, oh, you can't you know, discriminate. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't say you won't serve any sort of people in your diner or whatever else. But now I'm in the position where it's like, okay, now you can go so far as to say, well, hey, you actually you can't refuse service to anyone, most especially if they're under this uh, protected group that we favor, which – Nowadays happens to be LGBTQ and um, and also minorities, where we are forgetting the fact that we are all created equal, right? We all have the equal amount of rights. So eventually, we're now seeing that the tides turn, and now you can't be a Christian and and enjoy your rights without the fear of being uh, compelled by government to do something that which you find reprehensible. Now it's hard to know how to even. Uh, respond to this. It says the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has now created a precedent that the state of Colorado can discriminate against an artist, forcing her to violate her beliefs and provide for and promote messages that she disagrees with and that she rejects in pursuit of its anti-discrimination laws. So rather than her being the discriminating party, now what you got is the government discriminating against the Christians. Let's talk about that in more in seconds with Alex Spicer on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated, global reach via the internet talk show. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. 
Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, americafirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T dot com, americafirst dot com. I want to be very clear about this, ladies and gentlemen. I do not promote and or endorse discrimination. I think it's wrong. I think it's evil. And I think it should stop. But I also think people have the right to their own conscience and people have the right to do what they want to do. Now, if I uh, understand this um, personally, then I think others should as well. I'm a, a blind person. And as a blind person, if a restaurant said, you know what, we don't like blind people in here. They're crazy. They knock over their cups and spill all over. And you know what? I just don't want them in my restaurant. I don't agree with that. And I would never go to that restaurant. But I believe people have the right to say that if they choose with their own private property, with their own conscience. If they're a racist and they're like, look, we believe that white people, the superior race are the only race. And we believe that handicaps and defects, physical or mental, uh, you know what? Unacceptable. It's a, it's a taint on the human race. And, and that's, that sounds egregious. And I get it. And I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, but the Aryan nations and some people do believe that kind of stuff. The eugenics movement had that view in mind. The United States was clearly part of it back in the day with Hitler and everybody else, by the way. Uh, they still are just underground is the truth of the matter. Nevertheless, um, if somebody believes that, they have every right to think and believe that. I have every right to go to a different restaurant. And if I don't like it, I have every right to start my own restaurant. This is a serious, serious issue. And at first, you uh, kind of want to jettison it when it is egregious, where you go, oh, my gosh, that view is just horrible. I get it, but what happens when it comes back to your view? What if it comes back to you don't believe in abortion? What if it comes back to you believe the Godhead is a Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost separate from each other, separate three beings, where there's others believe in the Trinity? Or whatever you believe in Christ and others don't? Eventually, will they persecute us and say, because we won't deny the Christ, now we're in trouble? Where does this go when this appeals court stunner happens? The 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, 
literally creating a precedent that said, hey, you can't discriminate, Alex, but the government can. The state of Colorado can discriminate against you and force you to act against your conscience, against your will. This is case, I don't even know what to call it. It's beyond um, case precedent setting. It is an absolute reversal of everything we hold dear in this country, sir. It is absolutely egregious. Alex? Yeah, I um, w- when I saw the case here, I literally thought to myself, okay, there's only one other option that, that people, you know, regardless if you're a Christian or someone else, if you're being forced into servitude, into serving someone, doing something that you feel is uh, um, not in, uh, in alignment with your conscience, with your beliefs, then the only way you can try to get around that is to, I guess, carefully try to increase your prices. For example, this lady, she does uh, um, the one the one in this case, I believe she does uh, marketing or at least she does website building. And I, you know, I can imagine, you know, in her position, you know, what what do you do if you're getting clients and stuff, and you're and you're giving them quotes, you'd have to you'd you'd want you'd want to like 10x your your quote for them. Say no, it's actually going to cost you hundred thousand dollars for me to build this website. And then the people will just have to say, well, heck no, I'm not paying for that. But my worry is, you know, like if you try that, then they're going to come at you saying, oh, well, you're discriminating against us. You're, you're now trying to overcharge us. In the end, you you make people a second class citizen, right? Um, you, you, there there's no way of escaping it because the um, the bullying by the by the federal government is now becoming a uh, becoming complete. It's like a full circle now. They will ev- invade every part of our lives, and we will never be able to escape uh, the reach and breadth of uh, or the breadth of their um, of their reach. And that's what that's what scares me here. How you know? How do you how do you get around this? How do you say, okay, um, I'm not going to make this, right? Do you, do you end up going to jail? Like, how, how can the government um, believe that it is more harmful to, to tell someone, no, I don't, you know, that goes against my, my religious beliefs, than it is to say, you're going to go to jail unless you, unless you work for these people? Well, and here's how it is. There's a gazillion web developers. There's a gazillion artists out there. There's a gazillion people that you can go to. Some will even cater to your agenda. Uh, and love to work with that. I mean, you know, gay people or lesbian people, you know, they may have their own specific clients. Non-Christians may have their own clients. Christians may have their own clients or whatever else. And, you know, I, I believe in free association, Alex, where, you know what? I associate with those who I want to. And I have my own set of rules and guidelines and personal internal governing values that determine uh, who I would work with. For example, I would be willing to build a website for a gay person. Um, not because I want to promote their agenda, but because I believe it's a kind, appropriate thing to do. Uh, the question becomes, everybody has their own lines. When will you do what for whom? I would be willing to, uh, for example, uh, build a website for, um, oh, what would be a good example? An atheist, even though I'm not an atheist. Because I believe that there's not really a lot of harm in that. However, on the other hand, if they wanted me to build a website to promote abortion, I wouldn't be willing to do it. Those are just my personal lines. Um, where do I draw the line? I don't really try to draw the line against people. It's it's actions, and it's it, it's how abusive that action is. Um, it's a very difficult situation that we find ourselves in, and everybody has to kind of determine what they want. What the state wants, though, is to be able to determine that for you. Yeah, um, I, I guess I want to I want to plug something in here. You know, you're talking about how you would you would build a, a you know a website for someone who's gay, and you know so would I, but. Unless the website, I I would have some qualms against me building a website for someone who who uh, where it's the it's the radical LGBT 
do agenda. Where it's like, well, you build this website for us. It promotes basically indoctrinating children into this way of believing and stuff. And, okay, then and, see, I wouldn't build that. If you're a good yeah, person, same. but you want to build a website for your business, and you are a, a, a barber, or you cut hair, or whatever, you're a salon, or you're this or that, I'd be willing to promote that in your business and not discriminate. At the same time, I'm not willing to promote one that uh, either has pornography in it or, or promotes the um, education of the, the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, whatever lifestyle to the children. Uh, you'll see there again, that's where the lines start to come in. And everybody should have, at least according to the Declaration of Independence, self-determination. The state of Colorado literally clearly out of control here. Now, I hope this lady appeals the appeal. Um, but whether it'll go to the Supreme Court or whether it'll just be stymied, time will tell. Now, it's interesting. This cake maker back in the day won the first round. But these folks with their agendas will never give up. They're going to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it until they get case precedent in their, in their corner. That's just how they're going to be. Right? Um, yeah. you got to provide messages you reject is how the court says it. Um, they're going to keep at it until it never ends, until we lose. With, with um, and I think about the, I think about the, the case of the, you know, the, the, the baker and everything, you know, he, he was saying no because, you know, he felt like uh, he couldn't, he couldn't support that. You know, he'll make cakes for, for anyone, but like if it's for supporting you know, a gay, gay wedding, gay marriage, you know that just wasn't within uh, within his conscience to do. But what I find uh, shocking, though, with, with this case here that we're talking about, is the fact that, like, that you know, it, whereas before the cake maker uh, narrowly won, now it's becoming very clear that it, it may it may not be possible to win anymore. That uh, once there is a protected class, uh, um, the government is going to do all it can to pr- to protect them at the uh, at the expense of anyone else's rights. And you know, it is my opinion that uh, these these groups in the uh, LGBTQ or whomever else who get this special protection by the government, they are not necessarily evil people. Now, there's evil people in every organization, every type of group, but um, it is merely that the government now has the excuse to infringe upon other people's rights and, and assume more power than before in the pursuit of uh, of, of protection of protecting one. Uh, you know, protecting a, a group over another in the pursuit of, of being righteous and moral. And the point is, the government the government is only forced. It cannot determine what is right and moral. Only human beings can. And the further we've gotten away from our, our founding principles and Judeo-Christian principles, which help us to differentiate between what is right and what is wrong, the government has gone out of control. And, and many people, what I am upset about is that many people, especially as millennials like I am, they're not going to see this as anything bad. They're going to say, oh, well, that's, that's a good thing because they no longer know what is right and what is wrong. They can't see um, that you have to be congruent, right? How one person should be treated is how the other person should be treated. And we wouldn't want someone to do this to the LGBTQ community. Well, then we shouldn't want someone to do this to the Christian community either. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Spicer with me riding shotgun on the show today. The Alex Spicer Show, that's his podcast, Immoral and religious perspective is one of the things he brings to the table. And you know what? I've really doubled down on that as well. And that's why the two of us are talking about this issue. Ladies and gentlemen, understand this. We're not trying to discriminate against anyone, but we are trying to uphold our beliefs, our right of conscience. Remember, they used to say when it was women wanting to murder their babies, my body, my choice. Now, this artist must use her body to promote opinions and beliefs and um 
messages she rejects, all in the pursuit of anti-discrimination laws. Sounds quite discriminatory to me by the government. So the only ones allowed to be a racist is your government. The only one allowed to discriminate now is your government. And you think, well, I don't have a business, Sam. I just work for somebody that won't come to a theater near me, so to speak. Yes, it will. Headline says the Department of Justice declares COVID-19 vaccine mandates legal. We'll talk about the repercussions of that with Alex Spicer in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live nationally syndicated talk show. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The CDC again flip-flopped on its masking guidelines for people who have been fully vaccinated. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky on Tuesday. The largest concern that I think we in public health and science are worried about is that virus and the potential mutations away we are from a very transmissible virus that has the potential to evade our vaccines in terms of how it protects us from severe disease and death. President Biden in May. Let me repeat. If you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Democrat political donor Ed Buck was convicted Tuesday of supplying fatal methamphetamine doses to two men at his West Hollywood apartment. Buck could face life in prison after the guilty verdict. Four years ago, Jamel Moore was found dead from an OD in Buck's Hollywood apartment. Timothy Dean was found dead from an OD at the same apartment in January of 2019. USA Radio News. They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. Let's get an update from Nancy Pelosi's January 6th commission. Dan Naraki explains. A select House committee to investigate the January 6th riots at the Capitol heard testimony Tuesday from four police officers who defended the building from rioters. Congressman Jim Jordan was not in that hearing, though he was nominated to the committee by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. But his appointment was rejected by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Ohio Republican tells Fox News that he believes he was left off of the committee because of the questions he would ask of the Speaker's office. No, it was a terrible day, and the people who did wrong need to be held accountable. And, Brett, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, the real question is, and I've said this many times, is why weren't those guys who testified today and all the other Capitol Hill police who protect us and protect Capitol Hill, why weren't they given more help? Why wasn't more help there that day? And the only person who can answer that question is the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. And I think she thought we were going to keep raising that question, and that's why she didn't put me on. Thanks for listening. USA Radio News. 
right, live Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Alex Spicer with me. We're talking about serious, serious concerns in America now. Agency by the wayside, self-determination by the wayside, right of conscience, right of beliefs to worship how, where, or what you may on the chopping block in America. Appeals court stunner. State can force Christians to violate their beliefs, force them to take action against their better judgment. Yeah, this lady has to go against what she believes, and she has to promote messages that she rejects, all on the altar of the state. In pursuit of its anti-discrimination laws, ladies and gentlemen, very serious indeed, but that's one thing. You say, I don't have a business, I don't have to worry. Yeah, you do. Because now you take this second reality check, and you go, hmm, wow, we're in serious trouble in America. The Department of Justice, the DOJ, declares COVID-19 vaccine mandates legal. So let me get this right. They can't stop you from murdering your baby. It's your God-given right. You have the right to your body. It's your body, your choice, free choice, pro-choice, whatever, to murder babies for literally 50 years. Over 60 million babies murdered under that deceptive, dishonest, immoral logic. Nevertheless, now when it comes to taking the vaccines, uh, they can force me to take them. Uh, if it's uh, me wanting to, uh, or you know, them wanting to promote a, a perverted agenda, I'm forced to carry out that perverted agenda as a Christian. You put these two tandem cases together, Alex, and what can they not force you to do, sir? They can force you to do anything, right? No, you're right. You're right. There's, there's, they can, they can force you to do basically anything at this point. So, what I thought was really interesting is that, um, it. it there's this, uh, um, you know, there's, there's a law concerning emergency use authorization powers, right? And essentially, those powers grant anyone the right to do anything. Uh, and the idea of rights go away because, hey, it's an emergency. You know, you know, I have to, I have to do this. And here's what I see. You know, I see the pattern here, just as discussed previously uh, with the. Uh, um, this young woman who who lost her case uh, about having her right to say no, I don't want to make a, a website that is against my conscience, uh, and now she's being forced into it. You're not going to see just the government say, "Hey, like um, we have we as the government and also business entities have the right to require vaccinations to be employed and to work." It's going to go beyond that. You're eventually going to see. I'm very certain of it. You're eventually going to see where the government says. Actually, we are now going to check in on businesses and perhaps even individuals and families. And if you do, not, for example, if you are the business owner and if you do not require employees to be vaccinated, you may not, your business may not run until you do so. Or if you are, you know, you're an individual, they may say also, if you have chosen not to get vaccinated, you may not go to work until you do so. Very, very concerning. Headline says employers can force employees to get vaccines as well. So now the department saying um, the Department of Justice saying that these uh, forced vaccines are legal, and then the headline from the New York Times says yes, your employer can require you to be vaccinated. Um, this is a very serious issue going on here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know how to respond to it, but listen up. The Department of Veterans Affairs of California and New York City have both already said that they would require some, if not all, of their government workers 
to be vaccinated. In addition, Washington Post will require all employees to get vaccine. Katie Robinson with that piece. Um, This is serious uh, because now we're really looking at they're going to force you to do whatever they want you to do, promoting the the perverted agenda that are against Christian beliefs, and then they're going to force you to take the vaccinations. Um, Forced masks, that's where it started. A lot of us pushed back. Not enough of us, obviously. Now they're literally going to be forcing the jab. And they're going to do it by hook or by crook. They're not going to do it in all government agencies. Part, they're not going to do it across the board mandated by government, but they're going to literally get the big business owners to jump aboard. And by hook or by crook, they'll backdoor this thing to where they're forcing vaccines. What's next? Taking away your right to keep and bear arms? They've already violated your speech uh, to the point where it's obliterated. They violated your religious beliefs. They claim that governments say they can lock you out of church now. They can prevent you from assembling now. Got to have social distancing and masks. They can, and so now they're going to be working on the Second Amendment uh, after they get this right of conscience violated. I think that's where we're headed, Alex. And the force is evident literally everywhere, some by government, some by business. Now they will say, well, the business can do whatever they want. Somewhat true, somewhat false. It's true in a general sense. The businesses can do what they want. But when businesses are funded by government or they become too large by government special privilege and or support, at some point it's not just a private business anymore. Uh, that'll be the kind of discussion battle coming up as well. Uh, what do you say to this, though, Alex? With these two cases and now the Department of Justice declaring that, and then also, yes, your employer can require you to be vaccinated. I don't know how we're going to stop this now, sir. Yeah, the, the only thing that comes to mind is well, there's two things primarily. One is the Second Amendment is becoming more and more, uh, more and more serious for us, right? Where it's like this is the only thing that that is going to stop the government from forcing us to do everything, right? Keeping us from being slaves to them, and also states need to step it up. They, we, you're gonna you're gonna find people more so uh, in, in the next coming months than even now. People who are looking for states that will protect their rights will say to the federal government, no way. You, you, you can't make that precedent. You can't say that's required. Um, and these people have the right to, to live as they choose. And so you're going to find basically sanctuary states. We essentially already have that now, but I believe the sanctuary states are going to come down to just a, a, you know, a, a few rights ones, such as Florida, South Dakota, Utah, and Idaho, or Wyoming, Montana, perhaps. Uh, and so people are going to flee there. and, and in the end, at least, you know, I'm not trying to be extreme or anything here, but if the government is not kept in check, if we don't have governors um, and state governments that are willing to stand up to it, then it's eventually going to start spreading across the country to where you have nowhere else to run. And the only thing left you have to keep yourself uh, safe from this infringement of rights is the Second Amendment. Now, and I'm not trying to sound radical or anything, but that's just kind of the reality of it. But it seems like there's nothing left in the book except for a few things that that can tell this uh, this current administration, no, that you can't go that far. Now, here's what I find interesting. Yesterday on the broadcast, I highlighted that we're starting to see travel, travel woes across the country. Shortages in car rentals, sky-high rental costs for cars, uh, airlines that just cancel flights willy-nilly. People are just stuck everywhere, stranded. As you know, I was planning to fly to South Dakota for the events, had to cancel my flights and drive. 
Uh, I don't know if you know, but um, Jay and, and Cameron, our buddies, literally on their way back, got stranded. They canceled their flight. No flight for a couple of days. Struggled to get a hotel. Paid extravagant Uber fees to get somewhere. Eventually were forced to take the Greyhound for literally 10 hours plus um, just to get home. Uh, because they couldn't rent a car. They had no other choices. They were literally stranded by the airlines. Um, what they're creating in America eventually, and you're going to see more and more and more of this, there might be a there might be a halt in the program to make you feel better for a time. I don't know the progression, but eventually it's going to be impossible to travel state to state, Alex, with the different rules, red-blue, separating more and more and more. Uh, the um, Literally every industry is being attacked. The mortgage industry got attacked because of the fiscal um, moral hazard. Now you have the whole airline industry and the whole travel industry literally shut down and manipulated over COVID and uh, whatever the case may be next, whatever she was going to drop next, all these things add up to pretty soon it won't even be safe to travel state to state. And the more Christian you are, the more perilous it will become over time. That's where we're headed as a godless society, sir. That, that is correct. Uh, you, have, uh, you have a lot of different, I, I like to call them waves, uh, of, of difficulties being thrown at us um, purposefully by the government. I, I don't believe any of this is accidental. If it's an accident, then uh, you really can make an explosion in a print shop and have a perfectly printed book because, you know, you can't just say, oh, it's accidental that the government now says, you know, you don't have the right to, uh, of religious conscience to, uh, to, go, to go to church despite, uh, despite COVID-19 or to, or to refuse to, to do work because it, you know, goes against your, your religious beliefs. You no longer have the right to say, "No, this is my body, this is my choice. I don't, I don't want to get the vaccine for whatever my reason is. It is, it's none of your business. It doesn't matter." Um, we're, we're, you know, it's going so far, and my my concern is not enough Americans care, right? We we have proven by our own lack of action uh, that we are willing to put up with a lot of infringement, and that only emboldens the government. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much better. Things would be now if Trump were president, uh, because something that I find is a big flaw when Trump was president during COVID-19 is that he did he really did nothing to protect religious freedom and liberty from the shutdown churches during COVID-19. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Spicer with me. A whole lot more to come. Hang tight. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. As you all know, 
Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. Interesting, the Communist Chinese on the 4th of July mocked America's right to keep and bear arms, promoting a series of cartoons. Chinese propaganda outlet takes to Twitter to mock the Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen. Communist China out of control, mocking the Second Amendment on July the 4th, and Twitter going along with it. So I can't tell the truth on Twitter. I get shut down. But the Communist Chinese can use Twitter as their pawn to carry out communist agendas and you can say that doesn't relate Sam my response is oh yeah well Joe Biden's mocking my right to keep it bare arms too along with the communist Chinese isn't that interesting Um, basically um, Joe Biden kind of mocked and said look uh, and it doesn't matter what you have you'll never have the firepower of the government you can't win that patriots will be dead Um, just a shame But you know what? You're going to be forced to take vaccines, folks, and you're going to be forced to violate your conscience and promote all kinds of um, sin. China mocking America's right to bear arms, but they're not the only ones. Now, three Senate Republicans are trying to do a good job, and they're calling on the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. The Epic Times with the piece in a 33-page brief. Senators Josh Hawley of Missouri... um, Mike Lee of Utah and Ted Cruz of Texas asked the court to use a Mississippi case to be reviewed next term as a vehicle to overturn Roe versus Wade and related rulings, calling the status quo untenable. I commend them. I wish Rand Paul was in the mix there. That's a good start. But again, we're, we're battling uh, literally what, 70 years or 1973 to now. 50 years later, uh, we're trying to overturn Roe versus Wade. At the same time, they're violating our conscience, violating our free will everywhere. I pray they're successful, but I don't have confidence in the Trump judges. Alex, what do you say? Yeah, I I similarly do not have a confidence in the Trump judges, especially given how they handled um, the the concerns over election fraud. They don't even consider the the evidence there. Um, I, I just feel like they will try to keep uh, status quo in order to not rock, you know, rock things up too much. When really Roe versus Wade has been a, uh, in my opinion, uh, a, a Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court decision that was uh, without standing. It really, you had you had no real reason to to support it other than it seemed like a politically um, convenient thing to do at the time. Uh, because 
you can't you we're we're in a place now where rights don't matter as much anymore and you can't say that there's no connection between that and the greatest violation of human rights which is abortion that that's that is the greatest violation of human rights because those are the most innocent uh, human beings on this planet. They have literally done nothing wrong, and they are also the, the most unprotected now. If we can't even protect the most innocent. Then why on earth do, uh, do we expect that we can uh, protect ourselves when you know when we ourselves have many many causes, of, you know, made up or real that the government could use against us? So yeah, I believe that this is this is the right thing to do to really overturn Roe versus Wade because if we want to really work on uh, reestablishing our rights as firm and inviolable, then we have to go back to this fundamental decision, which is, are human beings in the womb, are they human beings, or they, are they a virus? And uh, do women you know, who, who get pregnant, do they have a responsibility to, you know, to at least care for that child because they are in a state of dependence and, and, uh, until they're able to and be taken care of by someone else. This is the whole reason why we even have social services. The government goes, "Hey, you're not taking care of your children properly. We recognize that they have needs. They're not, you know, they aren't, they aren't uh, a, a virus or, or any sort of tapeworm on you. You know, they depend upon you. If you don't take care of them, well, they have rights too. You know, somehow there's this great disconnect. We need to create alignment here, or we will never find true alignment for any of our rights." Now, I find it fascinating about this very discussion. I don't predict that they get rid of Roe versus Wade entirely, uh, but I do predict they might push it back to the states. And if that happens, what you'll get is a red and blue divide even further than I've mentioned. You'll have the blue states literally murdering babies left and right. Uh, the red states uh, will put a halt to the murder to a great degree. Uh, and what you're going to have is the states divided on these core issues. You'll have vaccines as one issue. You'll have climate change as another issue. You'll have abortion as another issue. It's going to be serious. I'll give you an example to prove the point. Even in Washington right now, Nancy Pelosi put together her January 6th you know, body to look into it. And they're having everybody come out and go, it was horrible. The poor cops were just abused by all these out-of-control insurrectionists. But it's so partisan, it's beyond belief. Well, to make partisan even worse, now the GOP says they're going to form their own January 6th commission. After House Speaker Nancy Pelosi vetoed two of the nominees that Kevin McCarthy from the House GOP wanted to put in place. So you find this very interesting um, because you're kind of going to go, when he pulled the other folks from participating now, we're just going to have two commissions. And all they're going to do is come out with completely two different narratives. Then the American people are left to decide which they want. The mainstream press will back the main narrative, call everybody else conspiracy theorists. Then the new media taking center stage will back the narrative of the, quote, Republicans. Um, The truth, obviously, probably somewhere to some degree in the middle. Uh, Nevertheless, you'll have a divide on that front. And every single issue starts to smack of division. And I don't really know how to overcome most of that, Alex. Because people aren't willing to sit down and listen. People aren't willing to be fair. They're just willing to double down on their partisan stance, uh, and they're and they're simply not willing to negotiate or discuss or work together at all. And you're right there. Um, I, I feel like so. Let me give you an example. Last night, I conducted an interview for my podcast you know, for an episode that's actually going to come out um, here soon. And 
uh, this, this is a guy that we we agreed on a number of things, but there are also, you know, I I have some strong disagreements with him when it comes to COVID nineteen, wearing masks and the vaccine, and I was able to tell him, hey, like, you know, he expressed his opinion, and and he felt safe to do so, and I didn't shoot him down and say, oh, you're wrong there, Mister. Yeah, let him say it, and and he probably, when saying these things, probably thought that I would agree with him. And then I was able to say, hey, like, actually, I, I have a bit of a different uh, stance on this. And I was able to say say so. And we were able to hear each other. And we didn't come away from that feeling like, gosh, that guy's an idiot. You know, he didn't think that about me, not not I about him. And, you know, that I feel like that's why organizations like the one that we encountered at the Freedom Fest are, are incredibly powerful, like uh, Braver, Braver Angels, where people are so focused, where, where we focus on bringing people from other sides of the aisle together to discuss uh, these issues, to hear one another, because if we can hear one another, we can listen to one another, take away the politicians, get them out of our ears, because they're literally the devils that sit on our shoulders and speak to us, get them out of our ears, same with CNN, all these other agencies, and allow us to just hear one another and what they actually think and feel, then we're going to find that there's a lot, there's, there's actually a big path forward that we've been blind to all along. There's no doubt about it, Alex, and I think that this is an example where I think we can come together if we just would. The problem is I don't see the leaders doing so. I wrote an article back in 2015 called A Clarion Call for Civility, and I tried to get it published everywhere, and most wouldn't publish it. They're just like, ah, not interested. But yet they were begging for people to work together, but yet they wouldn't publish my article. It's kind of interesting. But here's an example to make the point where I go across the aisle oftentimes to defend and protect uh, principles that are correct, not people. Okay, Former Senator Barbara Boxer. Now, she's as liberal and as extreme as they get. I agree with her on virtually nothing. However, it turns out she got robbed in Oakland, California. She's a Democrat, 80 years old, not seriously injured. Now, they basically pushed her, took her cell phone is what they did. And I don't know if this was just take your cell phone because you might sell it and get money, simple thing. Or if it was a thing where they're going to take your cell phone and try to plummet for information, for factual information that can be leaked. I don't really know the agenda. But here's what I would say. I don't care if it's Barbara Boxer or anybody. I reject the violence there. I reject the theft there. I defend Barbara Boxer. She has the right to be uh, left alone. She has the right to be uh, dealt with uh, peacefully. Uh, And this is wrong, and I reject the... um, wrongs done to her and i'm grateful that she wasn't seriously hurt now this is somebody who's completely on the opposite aisle from me alex but i bring this up because look i don't want any harm to befall those who i politically disagree with i sure hope they'll come to their senses someday but i don't wish any harm on any of them and i'm defending this uh, person barbara boxer and saying hey she has no right to be treated like that that's wrong and needs to stop and i'll defend her just as much as i will the next guy and that's, I really like that you shared that because that gives, that just goes to show that you can have, you know, vehement uh, differences. You know, like uh, you can be very hot, hotly against what someone else believes and, and does, but you can still be for them in terms of how they ought to be treated how, uh, and you know, what rights they ought to, um, ought to maintain. And that is, yeah, they have the right to, to due process of law if, you know, if they are um, under investigation, they have right to receive support from uh, authorities in order to get that phone back. In her case, and we and we should all feel similarly. Which is, man, that's not that's not a good situation to be in. I don't want that done to myself. 
you know, I, I, I thought about this actually last night as I was reading, reading um, the, the Bible actually with my kids. And, and I, we came across the verse, which, which says, you know, the first, the, the first great commandment in the law is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind. Um, but the second is likened to it, which is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And, I, and I, when I read that, it hit me. I was like, my goodness, that is what we're missing in our society now is that this principle of, of loving other people as, as ourselves, meaning that we believe that regardless of who they are, regardless of, of what we disagree with them about, they, they are still deserving of love and care and concern, right? I would, I would never, uh, to give an, an analogy here, if there were a tornado outside and I had a cellar and um, someone comes driving down the road, maybe it's Nancy Pelosi, I'm going to bring Nancy Pelosi into my cellar if she needs to come in because there's a tornado coming down the road. I'm not going to say, oh, Nancy, yeah, you can stay outside there, young lady. Yeah, rip <laughs> no, you, Nancy. Sorry it sucks for you there. <laughs> See, we don't go That's with right. that no. view, ladies and gentlemen. That violates our religious and our moral beliefs. That's exactly right. And, and you said it right there, Sam. Uh, and this, this is what we are facing now today is you have a government enabling people to step outside of the mindset of caring for the individual because we no longer have a government that, it, that um, is led by people who adhere to those same moral Christian values and principles. It, it is my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, that civility can take the center stage. Okay, I can disagree with Barbara Boxer. I can articulate my beliefs separate from her, but I can be kind. I can be gentle. I can follow the Prince of Peace. I can set an example. And I can hopefully, you know what, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, make a difference and promote civility. That's what we need to work on and do, ladies and gentlemen. A final good news story. Looks like Hillsdale College launches 1776 curriculum promoting honest history in K-12 through classrooms. That's great news. Hillsdale College, 1776 curriculum uh, available now and good on them for doing it. Alex, thank you so much. Riveting hour, sir. Thank you for having me on. There he goes, Alex Spicer, ladies and gentlemen. He's a professional social media expert. He's also a talk show host, The Alex Spicer Show, and he focuses on a moral and religious perspective. AlexSpicer.com. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, hour one of the can two coming up. I'm Sam Bushman. We declare God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July 28th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. The Alex Spicer hour, last hour, was incredible. Professional social media expert. got his, He has his own talk show as well. The Alex Spicer Show. The Alex Spicer Show. A moral 
and religious perspective is what he brings to the table. AlexSpicer.com doing a phenomenal job. By the way, his day job is to be the voice, eyes, and ears of a client across various social platforms to properly engage with and grow an audience. Great stuff. We talked about the appeals court stunner. Yes, the Colorado courts say you can force someone to act against their beliefs by government edict mandate. The 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals out of control, folks. The Department of Justice declares the COVID-19 vaccines can be forced. Mandates are legal, they claim. Yes, your employer can require you to get a vaccination. The Department of Veterans Affairs in California and New York City have already said most, if not all, of their employees will be forced to get vaccinated. Washington Post will require all employees to get vaccines. Katie Robinson with that piece. China mocks America's right to bear arms. Three Senate Republicans calling Supreme Court in a, in a brief 33-page saying we've got to get rid of Roe versus Wade. GOP to form its own January 6th commission to look into what's going on because they don't trust the Democrat one. So partisan, so divided on every topic under the sun. Uh, Senator Barbara Boxer robbed in California. What a sad day all that sad day that is. Our prayers are that Barbara's okay. We're not defending Barbara that we agree with her political views at all. I'm just saying, you know what? She deserves to be treated with civility. The fact that she was robbed, and uh, I, I think that's horrible. Our prayers are for her safety. I hope they catch the robbers and stop these thugs. I hope they get uh, the, the fullest extent of the law prosecuted against them for their abuses. Okay, just because I politically disagree with somebody, that doesn't mean that I wish Ill, Ill on them. So our prayers are with Senator Bar- former Senator Barbara Boxer. We also talked about right at the end of the hour, good news, Hillsdale College launches 1776 curriculum promoting uh, honest history in K-12 through classrooms. Good for them for doing it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we had an interesting interview. Um, guy's name is Joshua. Um what is it, Berkland or whatever you say? I don't know how to say his name here. But anyway, Joshua was with us at Freedom Fest. Incredible article about the abuse people experience, sex trafficking, sex abuse, literally everywhere in our society, uh, promoted by elites everywhere. Why isn't it stopped? Politicians involved. The list goes on and on. Here's the interview. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live reporting at FreedomFest.com. Joshua Berglund with me. He is a board member of a group called YouAreMyLightFoundation.org. We're going to talk about that. He's also involved in a sister group, if you will. He's the chairman and founder of the Live, uh, what is it now? Live Mana Worldwide Live Foundation. Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. I'm getting kind of tripped up on this Mana. <laughs> He's also the multimedia guru, if you will. He's involved in a podcast network. He does his own show. He's a producer. He's a talk show host. He's an author. I'm going to quit on his credentials. Welcome, sir. Well, hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Um, how did you get involved with both groups first? Well, the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation was a childhood vision um, that I had. And, I, of course, I, what I saw, I never believed was possible. Uh, but when COVID hit, I heard God say, go. And I knew what it meant. And all of the... The different things that I've learned working in entertainment, all things media, it was time to form uh, a foundation that helped elevate the voices for the voiceless. Uh, the George Floyd riots, we live in Minneapolis. Actually, I didn't live in Minneapolis when that started, but that's what made me feel led to stay. 
and was also part of the motivation for starting uh, this foundation and multimedia broadcast network, again, to have a place for voices for the voiceless to be able to have their voices heard. Um, because, you know, unfortunately, the right voices aren't being heard in the media right now. So our mission is to elevate those voices of truth and the voices that are going to inspire hope and inspire people to make change. So you're saying you want to elevate me. Is that what you're saying? I want to elevate everyone I work with, sir. <laughs> everyone. Excellent. I everyone. appreciate it. So that's your organization. But step back a little bit and tell me about the vision when you were a kid then. So oh. that's, that's critical to understand, at least in summation, to understand what you're doing, right? Yeah, so without getting a bit too out of control, uh, the vision started after being molested uh, by two men. Oh, and uh, that's a lot of my story starts there. But nonetheless, I got a vision right afterwards, and it was God showing me what I would be doing. Well, if you've seen the Terminator, <laughs> um, I started dreaming about where we were going. In other words, the battle with Skynet um, and, and the singularity. And so and everything that I started seeing, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand it, and I didn't understand it till years later. But that said, um, the battle that we are getting ready to face, where it's the, it's the cyborgs versus humans, like I believe with everything in me, that's where we're going. I know that sounds a little nutty. Say that again. I just want you to be clear. Where are you saying we're going? I'm saying that we are heading into a world where it's going to be the cyborgs or people that have merged with technology, which is biblical, merging with technology, the people that are part machine and yes. humans are going to be, that's going to be the next battle we face. The civil war that we're going to go into, the one that we need to be paying attention and equipping ourselves with is the robot war. And are the cyborgs these dumbed down people that just act like drones and zombies or are the cyborgs these people that are intelligent that they can live forever and they're elitist? Who are they? I believe part of it starts with the people that took the vaccine. Ouch. I don't want to be if you a look at, So if you look at the mRNA technology. Yes, sir. I have, a, I have a book that's really interesting. It's called Illuminati Secrets of Mind Control. Yes. And I'm it's the playbook from the Illuminati of how they break down victims to become their mind control pets. So you see what's happening in Hollywood. You see a lot of that symbolism and hear people talk about that. How these victims are broken down. Uh, is very, very similar to what happened with me. And that's also how I got involved with this human trafficking organization, You Are My Light Foundation. All right, we'll uh, this is very dear to me. So when you were yeah. a kid then, were you groomed for this, or did the, was it just abuse straight out? I was groomed. All right, I, I bring that up because it's important. 99 out of 100 is a grooming process first. It's a manipulation process Absolutely. as it continues. And then it's a guilt trip danger, scare the crap out of your fear process to maintain, right? Well, there's a part of that, but the breaking down period takes a long time, a long time. And it's, it's a lot of fear. It's a lot of starving. It's, it's, it's taunting. It's splintering and fragmenting the personalities. Like, I have six dominant personalities that I'm aware of. Now, my wife says I have a few more. <laughs> um, I've taken each one. Like, I'm an, I, I would say that I'm an expert in disassociative identity disorder only because I'm one of the few people that have come out on the other side and thrive with it. Now, you don't hear many people talk about having multiple personalities and thriving, but for me to get there, I had to take each personality on its own healing journey. 
So you imagine we all go through a hero's journey, if you will, where we all get to heal. We all experience some type of trauma in our life that we get to overcome so that we teach the people that the teacher behind us, we teach them how we overcame. That's part of our role, part of how we get to use our gifts to be a blessing to others, why we are here on this planet. So I'm not like a victim. Like I look at my trauma that I experienced that I went through, I look at it as a blessing now because of what I get to do now. But those personalities, um, for me, <laughs> four of the six are actually kind of nice. They're different, they're weird, but nonetheless, two are evil and they scare the crap out of me. But that's part of it. So in this book, they talk about all of the different types of altars. One of the most famous altars of all, and if you think about this, I want you to think about the music industry, these pop stars, Britney Spears, Beyonce, what they do when they first came out? They loved, they loved God. It was all about God. They were happy. It was bubblegum, this and that, rainbows and unicorns. But first, then what happens? First, they start out as, as kids uh, that are put on the, on the stage, though, to divorce themselves from their childhood reality. Right. right? That's first. Then coming out, uh, they're very pure. They evolve. They talk about God. Pretty soon, they turn into these sex goddesses and go the other way. It's part the of... pendulum swings. It's, it's all by design. It's right. Those are their altars. And one of those altars, and it's a very dangerous altar... But it's also a powerful altar is the Christian altar because the Christian altar is programmed into these victims. And now the danger for the programmer, though, is that that is the one thing. If they program that altar into a human being, that is the one thing that may free them later. The people that try to escape, they escape based on the love of Jesus. It's pretty wild. Did you have to escape? Uh, no. No, I got free. So my programming was different. I'm not in the Hollywood. I wasn't programmed in the Hollywood world. I was programmed in a different way. So I don't want to spend time on that. Yeah, what I okay. want to talk about. But I want it, people to know, though, there are different ways, though. The Hollywood stuff oh, is not the only way. It's not the, the only way. The legion, ladies and gentlemen. It's just like human trafficking is not, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Like, I'm, I'm amazed in this place, this place that we're all at right now. Yes. People are coming by our booth talking about human trafficking. There's people that don't actually believe it's a problem. They're, they're like, the these, girls, these girls sign up for it. No, dude, that isn't right at <laughs> that's, all. That's maybe like 2% of the population, but everywhere around well, the world has a different Well, and 2% of the story. population, though, might sign up for it voluntarily because what they have at home is so brutal that they think it's better until they're in. That was my, and for me, that was my case. All right. I, willing, I willingly went into it. As you can tell, I don't know because anything I was about that it, but I probably gone. know more than the average Joe, right? Yeah, you know, you know quite right. a bit. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, this interview is literally hard to even go through. It's so brutal. Sex trafficking is real, pervasive, everywhere, and we must work to stop it. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, we got this interview with Joshua Berglund talking about sex trafficking and the abuse. He was an incredible victim. He wrote a book called The Devil Inside Me to articulate how he was groomed, abused, became a victim, and then eventually became a perpetrator. He broke free from it. He stands against it in all that he's doing now. His story is riveting. The interview from Freedom Fest continues. Let's talk about this, though. Yes, sir. As you started to heal, as you started to take your personalities on these journeys uh, for healing, uh, your wife says that the uh, personalities still exist. Oh, they do. Is there a way to blend them to where they don't exist and you're just Josh again? I believe with everything in me that when it's time, God will heal that. But I, so here's the thing. I do the work. I turned my life around six years ago. And I, every single day of my life, and even throughout the day, I do the work that's necessary to keep me on the path that God wants me on. Yes. The one that I want to be on, because that's <laughs> that's the only way I've seen God's promises come true. I understand. Um, and it's, it's very, very important to me. That doesn't mean that I don't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that I don't slip. It doesn't mean I'm not all the way healed. That said, I thrive. I'm living the life of my dreams, and I come... My book, The Devil Inside Me, is the most... <laughs> well, I'll let people be the judge. We have a movie that's winning film festivals now. It's it's a, my wife made it. It's absolutely amazing. But that shows just how far gone and how far evil I was. I did a lot of bad things to a lot of people. Did a lot of evil evil things. But God got a hold of me. And it and and, and it's been a mir- mir- a miracle. That said, God getting a hold of me and God changing my life wouldn't mean a daggum thing. If I wasn't committed to doing the work every single day, I understand because it takes that partnership with God based on agency. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Let me ask you this question: How long have you been married? Uh, We got married on Christmas last year. Yeah. Oh, so you've barely been married. Yeah, barely. So has she had anything to do with that journey you were on? Uh, I was already on the journey before we met, um, because, like I said, it's been a six-year process. But that that said. Um, when she came into my life, God moved mountains to move me to Minnesota. I left L.A. to go to Minnesota. And uh, after the riots, like I said, I, I felt led to stay. 
But what I've noticed with her is she's helped me heal parts of me. Like, for instance, being in crowds like this is very, very difficult because it's, I don't know who's behind me. And there's little things that happen in crowds that could make me switch to an altar, which is kind of scary. Because I, I, But because of her and her teaching me how to have relationships and learning how to love and learning how to have grace, learning all of these tools that I never had before, now I can function in environments like this sober. Because for the longest time, for me to be around people, I needed to be medicated in some way, and it was usually with an illicit substance. Sure. Because it would make me, I could feel safe or at least numb my mind enough to make me think I felt safe. Sure. So going forward then, is it hard for your wife to deal with these personalities? Has she had any experience with this stuff? She's seen, um, she's seen the monster and, um, she learned, she's learned how to deal with it in a way that the monster's actually scared of. And I'll tell you the secret, anyone out there that suffered tremendous abuse, uh, I will tell you this. Boundaries are going to be your say. I mean, the Lord is the savior, but as far as on this earth, you keeping and maintaining boundaries and not letting anyone penetrate those boundaries are what will keep you safe. It's what will allow you to thrive and it will help you have a functional relationship where you can thrive together. And our relationship thrives because she sets boundaries that I'm scared. And my instinct is to squash your boundaries. I'm scared of her boundaries. Tell me, I will tell mess me about with her. the boundaries. What do you mean? I, I know what you any, mean, but I want, any, I want to dig in a little if, further. Even if my voice twinges, and this is, gets annoying, don't get me wrong. If my voice twinges with a little bit of agitation towards her or directed at her, she shuts it down like right then. You are not going to talk to me that way. And it just looks me in the eyes and like, and I back off. And I, I could give you a million different examples. But what she does is if she sees that my temperament is about to change or if I, she can feel that I'm going to switch, she addresses it immediately. Or sometimes if she feels something more sinister coming on, she'll come and put her hand on my chest. And I, it's actually the sweetest thing. I'm going to cry even saying it. But she'll put her hand on my chest and she'll say, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back to you. I need you. And it's it's like it's it's like a miracle. Many people <laughs> don't know when they're their different personalities. No. Do you I know? can switch and never know. Now I can feel sometimes coming on, which has been has been a huge blessing over the last year to learn and to be able to feel it. But it doesn't I can't get it every time. But that's why like one of the things that the way it allowed me to thrive is I kind of live in a bubble for the most part. And she serves as a, as a protector for me. She helps me so communicate. you don't know when you switch? Not all the time, no. Does she know? Yes, every time. And does she know how to relate to the different personalities? Yeah, she loves all of them except one. <laughs> Which really means, in, in, in many ways, that all of them except for one are really parts of you. Maybe exploited parts, maybe parts that are trained wrong. Uh, sure. We've got to untrain those trainings. But really, it means that they're really elements of you, though, aren't they? <sighs> I don't know. Some of them would be kind of weird because, for instance, they all have different sexualities. I understand. Which is complicated. <laughs> but there are um, parts of all of us, though, that have some... I can agree with that. Uh, some element of that. It doesn't mean that that's what you are, but the reason men have some feminine traits and everything is so they can relate to women, and etc. It's the exploitation of that that becomes the problem. 
Sure. Right? It's the manipulation. I so if you study psychology, that. everybody has this side to them where at first you think nice thoughts, next thing you think crazy thoughts, and somehow <laughs> there's a man in the middle that says, okay, now hold on. Put those thoughts that are crazy into reality. I know I want to punch the gas and run this person down, but I'm not going to, <laughs> you know, okay. But it's the, it's the manipulation of that balance that causes these, in my opinion, um, uh, stealing of natural tendencies and capabilities and twisting yeah. them into perverted personalities. I, I actually know quite a bit about psychology. Very cool, man. So uh, I, I'm, I asked that because I think it's important to understand that a lot of these things are part of you. It's okay to acknowledge the part of you. That doesn't mean that you've got to embrace the manipulated portion of that, though. Oh, I don't. Listen, I only identify as, as how God sees me. Um, I only give power to that. That said... I don't hide from DID because I get to wear it. The way I get to use my experience with DID is a way that empowers others and helps. My whole goal in life is to go into hell and bring people out because I know what hell is. And as far as what you're talking about healing and the different parts, the way for me, the most powerful thing that I ever did was isolate for a year and learn how to retrain my triggers. And then I would purposely go to areas that would normally trigger me, or I would purposely go into situations yes, that would normally trigger me. Response. And, but mentally prepared for it so that I could go back in it and say, this has no power over me, and it overcame it. And I've had to do that with about 150 different things. I understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joshua is driven to elevate the passion, purpose, and mission of those who have been shunned from society. That used to be you, right? Oh, it was me. Still am to have And now part. your goal, though, is to say, hey, there is a way out. There are solutions. There is hope. Whether you've been labeled a misfit or not, whether you're an outcast, whether you are a so-called degenerate, as some would say, <laughs> whatever, everyone should have the opportunity to make their dreams come true. And you right. are now on a mission to help that happen through your organization and the partnership organization uh, that you're representing right now. Yes, sir. You are my lightfoundation.org, right? Yes, sir. So tell me how you guys go about this now. I wanted to dig in so that people understood you and what made you tick because it makes your work so much more meaningful if you do, okay? I appreciate that. Thank so, you. So with that in mind, then, you've lived it, you've eaten it, you've drunk it, you've 24-7 it, okay. But now you understand it well enough, though, to make a difference. How do you guys do that at the foundation? With You Are My Light Foundation, so the, the trafficking victims that... The, the, the victims that have been rescued, yes, nine out of ten go back. Because, because the devil, they you know, know nothing else and because they right. can't overcome the triggers and things that bring them back. It's all by design. It's, it's occult, satanic programming, and the triggers bring you yes. back, right? It's exactly right. right. And, and again, the devil you know is better than the one you don't. And there's so much fear that's placed in them. They live in fear. And they're actually trained to believe that they're the cause of it all. Yes. Is why they're there. That's, a, that's exactly right. Because of you and because you're the cause, you're just no good, evil, nobody. In fact, it's, you can't get out of it because it's you. And, and, right. they, and they make this so holistic to where it is very difficult to teach the truth. Listen, to this day, I'm still more comfortable in the darkness than I am in the light. Even though I am light, <laughs> um, I carry the love of Jesus in me everywhere I go. But guess what? That doesn't mean that I, I, to this day, I would still rather be around homeless people, drug addicts, murderers, and killers to be there because I feel like those are my people. And I know that sounds weird, but those are the people that I believe are God's warriors and the people that can turn it.
Wow, ladies and gentlemen, imagine a guy that says he's more comfortable around killers and misfits and drug addicts and what a life they teach you to live in the satanic cults of sexual perversion and sex trafficking and manipulation and grooming. We gotta reject it. We gotta take this serious. It is real. Interview with Joshua continues. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Simone Biles will not defend her Olympic title. I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. It's been really stressful at this Olympic Games. I say um, put mental health first because... If you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are. The American gymnastics star withdrew from Thursday's all-around competition to focus on her mental well-being and not an injury, as first reported by some American media outlets. Jake Elzey defeated fellow Republican Susan Wright in a special runoff in Texas' 6th Congressional District Tuesday night. Former President Trump backed Wright in the race. Elzey, who won more than 53% of the vote, with nearly all precincts reporting. USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. President Biden in May. Let me repeat, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. The CDC flip-flops again. Dan Naraki explains. The CDC announced Tuesday that it was adjusting its recommendations when it comes to mask wearing, saying that people in areas with high rates of COVID transmission should wear masks in indoor public settings, even those who are fully vaccinated. Former acting director of the CDC, Dr. Richard Besser, says he hopes the agency's reversal breeds more trust in the CDC's processes. He tells ABC News that the agency adjusted its guidance based on newly obtained data. CDC, just just within the past several days, received data to show that people who are fully vaccinated uh, may be able to transmit this this virus uh, to to other other people, and they've acted on that. This is this data came out of outbreak investigations that they're conducting. That to me is a good sign. From the USA Radio News Ohio bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Ladies and gentlemen, the CDC flopping all over the place on uh, masks. You don't have to wear a mask. That's what Fauci said at first. Then you do. 
then they're like, you don't if you're vaccinated. Now you do. Well, if you are vaccinated, you can still give people the illness, ladies and gentlemen. Does that mean you have the illness? And if you don't have the illness, but yet you can give it to everybody, what does that say? How are we going to detect if you can give it to somebody if you don't have it? So they're playing games. The vaccines don't work. More and more evidence to the truth. They want you to have greater trust in the CDC. That makes me have less trust big time. What a disgrace. What a shame. Flip-flopping on masks once again. Mandating everywhere. Denying agency from people. Government out of control. Violating our God-given inalienable rights in the Constitution. Violating their oaths of office and the checks and balances and the restrictions of jurisdictional power, etc. They're absolutely making fools of themselves. And more and more evidence literally proves it. All right, back to this interview with Joshua Berglund. People that can turn it around, and those are the people that are going to help set other people free. That is why it's so important for each and every one of us to tell our story, to get our story out there, because you don't know the impact that it can have, and your secrets are actually your gift to the world. Amen. Now, so you res- people get rescued, yes. and then they have a long, hard journey, so they don't end up back where they started where our organization fits into this is not only are we a part of the detox process but we're also part of providing the mental health care now once they are rehabilitated in the safe place for them to be once they are rehabilitated the other function of the you are my light foundation you are my light foundation is that we provide the skills and the training. So where I came into this, our foundation came into this, being a nonprofit media and multimedia broadcast network, is to teach, because in the new world, if you don't know media, you have no chance of surviving. Like, knowing media is the one thing to keep you ahead of the robots. It's so, so important. Like, we're building the digital Noah's Ark right now, which in the Underground Railroad. And what that's for is it's going to be the last line of defense against AI. So this, what we are doing with You Are My Light and all of the, the victims that are there, we are teaching media. Because that means if you know media, your intellectual property becomes monetizable, every bit of it. Because... It doesn't matter. Like, even now, if you're a plumber, if you're a plumber listening to this, you you need a podcast and a TV show, period. <laughs> because we're all going to be media organiza- independent media organizations in the plumber, new world. if you're a plumber, you should call your podcast Lookout Below. <laughs> that's right. beautiful. So, that's, so we are all about the rehabilitation and the teaching and training so that they can go on to have a life that they dreamed of, the life that they were created to live before the trauma happened, this is going to be what helps these victims not go back, but get back and to live the purpose that God created them for. And after you reassociate your triggers, ladies and gentlemen, in other words, your responses to triggers need to be erased and reassociated. When that happens, then they say it's a month of sobriety, stability on the on the normal track of life, if you will, for every year of the abuse and time uh, that you've gone through. Is that a, is that a realistic statement? Uh, man, I would. That's a, a month. Uh, I listen. A month it's been for every years. year. Right? If you're somebody that has DID, like, look, I've been through deliverances and exorcisms and all kinds of stuff. Uh, that may have helped a little bit, but the fact is this: I don't look at it. I don't set out to be healed. I set out each day to be a little bit better and to do the work that's necessary. I know in time that I'll be healed, but but to put months on it or a year or two. Man, I, I work harder than 99% of the people I know, 
and I'm still not out of the woods yet, and it's been five, six years. So the point yeah, is, how long it's was a the commitment abuse, to the work. Hmm? How long was the abuse, though? <laughs> the abuse that happened to me or the yeah. abuse I did to myself? Both, because it's all really, to some degree, one and the same. Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with that. Uh, from the now, age of seven. I don't want to say you're not responsible for your <laughs> actions, but I am saying there's a blurring there with satanic indoctrination, okay? For sure. I agree with that 100%. So from the age of seven to the age of 36. Yeah, so 20 years, basically. Yeah. All a right. lot of time. 20 years, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm telling you that it takes 20 months, a month for every year, just to be able to live normal on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't mean you're done, but it does mean that you can start to say, this is me now. The work is worth it. For anything you want to do in life, the work is worth it. But for the people that suffer with like the, 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 the hell of BPD, borderline personality disorder, DID, bipolar, schizophrenia, any of that stuff, the work is worth it. Because the, I swear to you, because I know, so I want to talk to you guys if you're out there listening, whether you think you have it or you know you have it, here's the fact. The work is worth it. You can live the life that you are destined to live. It is not it actually will become a superpower once you get on the other side of it. It becomes the greatest gift you will ever have because of what it allows you to see and what it allows you to be for other people. It's so important that you just take the step in faith and trust that there's something better for you. There's some, so my God, there's something better for you. And it matters because God created you for a reason. Even though you experienced all of this trauma and all of this abuse, like you're not a waste. Your purpose is great. In fact, I would contend that your purpose is greater than most because you of the hell you went through. You are son or daughter by heritage of the Almighty God. Amen. And the Bible calls it the offspring of God, spiritually speaking. And so that's really important to understand who we really are. Now, as you help people out of this, then, it's a long, hard road, as you mentioned. Mm, takes a lot of dollars and resources and stuff, though, too, doesn't it? No. No? No. I didn't go see a freaking therapist. Screw that. I did it on my own. It was me and God. We did it. We, we do the work together. But I don't, what, it didn't cost but, me but a what dime. what about helping people learn to get jobs and helping people learn to... Uh, you are my light foundation. Don't oh, they help people with well, all that the process? Mo- yeah, that takes money and education. I was talking all about. Right. I thought you were talking about for me. I was fortunate. I did this journey with just me and God. Um, but you know and what? Your wife. <laughs> well, and, and now my wife. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just saying. I but go give it's her a, a long, hug now. It's a long, hard road for people, though. It's and a hard it takes road. Money. It takes it time. Takes it takes love and support and resources, and it takes a framework. And it takes, Absolutely. as you mentioned, it takes these uh, limits and. And um, kind of guidelines. Uh, the safe house alone is an ex- an extraordinary expense. Sure. I was fortunate that I had a safe house, which was up in the hills in Beverly Hills, locked in isolation for a year. I was very fortunate how it worked out. Um, I because I've lived my life in service to people for a long time, and I was gifted a place to stay, and that helped me get through a lot of the 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 hell of it. Yes. Um, but. For anyone else in that situation, I mean, yeah, it's expensive to get into a safe house and be protected and know you're in a safe place. Because if you don't can't feel safe where you're at, all the other stuff doesn't matter. It all starts with feeling yeah, safe. It's kind of like being homeless in that yeah, that's everything becomes a detriment. And everything, every little teeny leg up you try to get is great, but it doesn't help unless there's other things that support that. You still can't get a foothold on that ladder. You just can't. Right. Absolutely. I'm gonna go get. A, I got a great. I got a job interview. Where am I gonna put my stuff? <laughs> I gotta. Oh, wait a minute. I, but I need to take a shower to go to the job interview. But I can't. Well, I got a shower. Great. But now I don't have any clean clothes to put on. Okay. It just goes on and on and on and on. The same is true here. 
obviously the elements are different, but the principles are reality, the same, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. And that's why it takes so much support, so much love. How do people get involved in helping you do what you do? They may not have experienced what you have, but we can still help, right? Oh, absolutely. You can reach out to me directly, Joshua at JoshuaTBerglin.com. That's my email address. Um, and then, of course, there's the YouAreMyLightFoundation.org. You can learn more about that. We have an event coming up in Dallas, Texas, September 30th. It'll be televised. Um, it's going to be a fundraiser. We have some amazing heroes of human trafficking. We have some success stories that will be shared there. Uh, it's going to be a special, special event. And uh, the money that will be fundraised will be used to do what? Help people out? We are building our. We are right now uh, fundraising to build our first detox safe house. And that's where I'm telling you it takes a little bit of time yeah. and money, folks. It's just it's, not free. It's not free. But we've been very fortunate, too. What makes me really excited about this is not just our organization partnering with them, but also the other people that have partnered with us so far. It's an incredible group of people that we are just guaranteed success with this because of the powerful people that have all stepped up and volunteering and are giving their time to help this foundation grow. I know I can never do justice to a subject like this in the time we have, Josh. But I've done my best to make it personal enough in your experience. Amen. But close enough to help people understand there is tremendous hope. Look at the proof in front of you. Amen. And then to say there are ways out and ways people can learn and help. It starts with education. Uh, it starts with a willingness to acknowledge and admit and then education and then to learn how to take effective action. I think that's kind of the keys to the exercise. What have I overlooked that you want to make sure people know? Uh, let's, actually, I would like to offer this. Um, I would sure. like to offer to all of your listeners uh, a free 30-minute consultation uh, for any media needs. Uh, it, 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 honestly, you may not even think you need media, but um, I just want to offer a free consultation for anything, whether it's for your business or individual. You can reach out to me by email. I'm happy to visit with you. All I simply it's this. I am. hard to even know how to respond to interviews like that, huh? We need to help people escape, ladies and gentlemen, from this absolute abuse that's going on in big government circles, too. They won't admit to it, but think of the Jeffrey Epstein example to make the point. They protected him forever, and now no one's accountable, right? Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. 
but nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. We're listening to a sobering interview uh, between Josh Bergman and myself regarding sex trafficking and abuse and how to get out of it, etc. Josh is um, offering counseling and support for those who need help. Ask very, very simple questions, um, and I'm happy that none of it is going to meant to embarrass you. But my whole mission in life is to elevate everyone around me, and it's it's what we do as a service for free. I don't charge for what I do, but at the same time, I make my money from other places. I love being in service to people, and I want to offer you, and it only takes me 30 minutes or less. I would like to give you a free consultation, all things media, happy to speak to you. Just email me at joshua at joshuatberglin.com. You can find out more about me at livemanaworldwide.org. All right, one last thing. You mentioned your book. You're an author. Yes, sir. The Devil Inside Me. Give me a thumbnail of what it is, and then where do people get it? It's the most honest testimony ever written. In other words, I wrote the book in a way that all of the people that I hurt, all the people that I did evil things to, when they read it, they would have no response other than, yep, that really happened. Um, it, it is not meant for the converted. It's not, I'm not trying to convert people in the, I mean, I'm not trying to convert anybody in the book. I'm trying to be honest. I'm trying to show how far evil and gone you can be and have your life turn around for the better. I'm talking jail six times. I'm talking HIV. I'm talking homelessness. I'm talking about mental illness. I'm talking about six overdoses. I'm talking about some dark evil stuff. I hold nothing back and it's all meant, all meant to be honest and to show how far gone you can be and still end up living the life of your dreams and making your life worth living. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be clear. This is this book is a testament to uh, part of the healing process for you. Writing this book, yes. even though it might have been brutal along the way, <laughs> is really a key to your healing to a great degree too, isn't it? It was... That actually, that's an excellent point. Um, I I had to wake up some past demons to write this book, especially doing the audiobook and then voiceovering the movie. Um, that said, facing that was like retraining my triggers because I had to go back mentally to those dark places. But I was able to do it and come out okay on the other side. Um, it was a it, it brought me closer to God. It brought me closer to my wife. It was a very special experience, and it was the ultimate detox. It was like vomiting the rest of my demons up. You can't hold it in forever, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and the coming out, if directed right, is the healing. Believe it or not, I'm telling you, 
is the healing. I actually might know a little bit about this topic, ladies and gentlemen. Josh is with us. We appreciate all that he does. The book, again, is called The Devil Inside Me. It's brutal. You better be ready to read, folks. And, oh, man, if you can't handle it, There's fun pictures in it, too. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes people can't handle it because of what it'll do to them. So you might have to read it in little stints, if you will. Yeah. Um, Joshua Berglund is his name, ladies and gentlemen. You are my light foundation dot O-R-G. Josh, thank you, sir. God bless you guys. Thank you. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Yes, you are, ladies and gentlemen. It was a brutal interview, but you know what? I've taken on several interviews like this. Uh, we were at Red Pill, and I had a, a female doctor that talked about the abuse that she uh, experienced as well in her life uh, and how these people have come out of these uh, difficult, difficult grooming situations where they've been groomed and abused and then the line between uh, being the victim and being the perpetrator is blurred uh, to the point where it's about impossible to understand. And what happens is these cult-like sex trafficking uh, groups, organizations, people, whatever you want to call it, um, what they do is they make you believe that you are so far gone. You are so inculcated. You are so part of the system now that you become not just victim but perpetrator, there's no way back for you. No way back for you. And that's the satanic lie from the pit of hell that's told. Ladies and gentlemen, the redemption possible by the atonement of Jesus Christ is real. It is powerful. It can conquer all. There's no... Nothing you can do that puts you out of the reach of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, And I bring this up because a lot of people are deceived by this. A lot of people believe that there's just no way back, no hope for them. And Josh is a powerful witness that you can come back, that there is hope, that you can have dreams and work towards fulfilling them. You may not obtain all your dreams, but you can obtain many of them. And the reason I say that is when you find that turning your life over to God, letting him be the captain of your soul, if you will, you find that there are certain dreams that you may have had that you decide aren't as important. Or there are certain dreams that you may have lost uh, because of your health or your circumstances uh, of the abuse. There's things that will always be out of your reach. Uh, But that's life. But if you let God be the captain of your soul, if you turn your agency over to him and keep his commandments and, and carry his love in your heart and in your soul, realizing your godly heritage, and in many cases realizing your American heritage, you will begin to understand and be empowered in ways that you cannot imagine. He can snatch you. Christ can snatch you from the depths of destruction. There's no doubt about it. And this is Josh's powerful testimony. Now, him, Josh and I aren't of the same religion, although we're both Christians, right? But we understand this powerful capability of the atonement. It is all-encompassing. It is not finite. It's an infinite atonement, ladies and gentlemen. And I spend time on this because really in this world it is a God-believing versus godless battle being waged. And you and I, the sons and daughters of Almighty God, are at the helm of this, at the precipice of this decision-making. Whom will be your master? Who will you follow? What will you do? How will you use your agency? What will be the focus of your life? What will you spend your days doing? 
where does your heart really lie? And both Josh and this uh, woman I interviewed a, a month or so ago, I could find it in the archives, but both of them talked about God led them to the place they are now. Both of them could have been dead multiple times. But God wants them here. I assume for them to carry their forward, their powerful testimonies forward, that there is hope. What I find fascinating about this debate is, you know, people are trying to provide underground railroads. Tim Ballard and others are doing that. People like Josh are working in his organizations. That doctor was working with her own ways to try to help people out and to bring attention to this serious, real situation. And even government mentions it once in a while, but your congressmen and senators, they're not doing anything about it. In fact, rogue, in fact, rogue elements of the CIA and the FBI are literally heavy, heavily involved in much of this. You say to me, Sam, you say that without proof. No, I don't. No, I don't. We've talked about articles on the radio where literally we have the CIA and the FBI and some of these groups down in foreign countries where they're supposed to be stopping the drug trade. And it turns out they're partying with prostitutes. They all got caught doing that, right? Um, type in FBI, CIA, drugs and prostitutes. <laughs> and you will see what I mean. Okay, this is very serious. And I wish the government would stop it. The headline says how the CIA paid prostitutes to drug their clients. Wow. CIA involvement in contra cocaine trafficking. All right. DE agents had sex parties with prostitutes. Washington Post, if you don't believe me. All right. Hired by drug cartels. Secret Service scandal pictures of Colombian prostitutes. Hookers and blow, meaning cocaine. Colombian cartels funded sex parties. Yeah, drug enforcement agencies. FBI, CIA. Significant security risks. A new Justice Department report explains. Secret Service prostitution scandal. The CIA's five most mind-blowing experiments with LSD. Yeah. CIA agent says the agency could legally supply pedophiles with all kinds of drugs. Yeah, they ran a child trafficking network. CIA agent John Karayaku. Sex tapes, FBI smears, and the double life. Wow, talking about Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Anyway, it goes on and on. And you wonder, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton was involved with him big time. Bill Clinton not even being touched for his, quote, abusive sexcapades. No accountability anywhere. The Me Too movement's not serious. The sex and drug trafficking isn't really being stopped by our government. Jeffrey Epstein, dead. Strange how. But no accountability on follow-ups has happened. Ghislaine Maxwell, what about her? She's supposedly in jail, but how come we don't have progress on the prosecution? How come we don't have information coming out in a transparent court? 
See, ladies and gentlemen, I pray for solutions here, but I don't see them. I see society just becoming more and more and more wicked. Now we're to the point where you don't even have the agency to choose not to get a vaccine. You don't even have a choice whether you want to make gay and lesbian paraphernalia, propaganda, whatever. You don't have a choice in that anymore. The courts are going to decide. Murdering babies, fine. It's my body, my choice. Does, uh, not comfortable with the uh, experimental vaccinations? Who cares? Says your government. My government. Our government. We the people are powerless to stop it because of vote fraud. Sounds pretty negative, doesn't it? It does until you turn to Almighty God and realize the atonement does encompass all that I speak of, all that Josh and I spoke of and more. There is hope. It is hope in the Prince of Peace, even Jesus Christ. It's hope in the atonement, the infinite atonement where Jesus Christ gave his life and rose on the third day, inviting us all to come unto him and have rest and peace as we drink of living water. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. You can say, Sam, you've gone super religious on us. It, you may say so. But I will tell you that there are answers in this world, and we look to God, family for those answers, not to government. And the sooner we start doing that, the sooner we take things out of the political realm, the better off we'll be as a society. Go listen to the first hour about morality with Alex Spicer, then the second hour with Josh, and the summation is turning to God and family are the keys to success. That's where the real solutions are found, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Hopefully it was worth your time. Hopefully you take a page out of the playbook that Alex and Josh have talked about, uh, that you may make changes in your lives to where God can bless you, protect you, and heal your land. Each one of us can make a difference. It happens one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Archives are at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Donate, spread the word, do all you can to help the sacred cause of liberty. Will you please? We're all about it six days a week, and on the Sabbath, we rest. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Yeah.